Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In the Legends comic Django Fett Open Seasons, we come to see Django's younger years, which is interesting because we've only seen so little of him in the films, and just like Darth Maul, he left a legacy that has intrigued so many fans to find out more about the galaxy's most dangerous bounty hunter and clone template. In the second issue of this four-series comic, which takes place ten years before Episode Two, we are greeted with a younger Count Dooku who's interrogating a Mandalorian named Silas, as he finally breaks the man's spirit and gets him to talk after days and hours of torture. We travel back 20 more years to Django as a teenager, in his first mission as a squad commander. Observing the briefing, we can see the early design of his suit, which was much like his peers, however, his color scheme was his own. It looks quite familiar from something we've seen in the original trilogy, doesn't it? Now we know the heritage and reason Boba chose to paint his father's armor in its original colors for himself. Now, for some added info, known as Beskar Gam in the Mandalorian language of Mandoa, a name which meant iron skin when translated, Mandalorian armor was central to the Mandalorian way of life. Due to the many species on the planet, the armor was a unifying way of bringing all Mandalorians together, regardless of origin or gender. The specific designs of the armor evolved over time, gaining more sophisticated features over the years, including the incorporation of an advanced helmet heads-up display and armor-mounted weapon systems such as flamethrowers or wrist rocket launchers. While the toughest armor was made of Mandalorian armor, named Beskar, this was the super rare and extremely expensive armor that almost no one could afford. So Django and Boba, to name a few, used the next best thing, which was Durasteel or Duraplast which were used in clone armor. As they head to their mission and are shot down while entering the planet, Django leads his men through the woods, where they are ambushed by the Death Watch. Didn't expect that. Now, the Death Watch were these guys that were pretty ruthless. They were Mandalorians who later joined Darth Maul's Shadow Collective, which successfully took control of all Mandalore during the war. Back to the story. Believing them to have finished long ago, Django tells his team to duck. I'm gonna fill your lungs with fire as he lights up the entire section of the forest and the enemies within it. Wasting no time to see if they're dead, Django runs into the fire and does what he enjoys best, beats the living life out of them with his fists. Don't get in my way. As Django radios into his supreme commander and the man who raised him as a young boy, the leader of the Mandalorian clans, Jaster. Whether or not they had any signs of Vizsla yet, the scene transitions to their dogfight. As Jaster tells his second-in-command, Montross, that his poor actions and disobeying of the orders has left him without a crew. Vizsla fires a powerful blast upon them, pinning Jaster to the ground. Without his jetpack, he orders Montross to get him out of there, when he is ultimately betrayed and left there to fight for his life, which was moments from being obliterated. 
as he does his best to prolong the fight until he can get out of there. Using all of his bounty hunter techniques, he unfortunately falls to his demise, as he takes heavy cannon fire repetitively ripping through his armor and his flesh to pieces. Django sees this, the man who was like a father to him, to be destroyed before his very eyes. Django runs to him and takes his body to the rest of the crew. Kicking Monstros out of the clan, which leads us out of this flashback and back into Dooku's torture chamber. Begging for the fallen Jedi to not tell Django that he knows, Silas is injected with a poison that stops his heart. As Dooku turns, he leaves the chamber, telling Silas that no promises can be made. From that day forth, as Django achieved new ranks, he changed the color of his armor to match his commander, elder, and above all, the man who saved his life on that farm many years ago, Jaster. Now this video should touch base on his first set of Mandalorian armor, which is what I want to showcase, but if you want me to continue the story, it's actually pretty interesting and gives us a bit of a break from all the Vader comics and mixes it up just a little bit. So in the next issue, we get to see Jango now much older as he goes up against a group of Jedi sent to kill him. It's a good fun issue and if you want it to be brought to life just like this one or the other few, let me know by hitting like or commenting below. I'm going to do my best to get a double upload for you guys today, but if it doesn't happen, then be sure to check back tomorrow and you'll have one. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of Star Wars Theory. Thank you so much for watching. Once again, this channel could not be run without you guys. Until we meet again in tomorrow's episode, remember, the Force will be with you always.